And it's a big welcome to the program to Chris Steele. Chris, of course, will be uh, known to you for his work with Live, Sail, Die, TVNZ, and, of course, News Talk ZB. He's a sailing tragic or a sailing aficionado. Not quite sure which way to go, Chris. Where do you put yourself? And welcome to the program. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, sailing's sort of really developed over the last couple of years um, in a, from a technical standpoint and gone from sort of the traditional monohull displacement boats to these hydrofoiling machines that you sort of see today and obviously the last couple of editions of the America's Cup have been in hydrofoiling catamarans but um, this is a completely new kettle of fish altogether with a, a hydrofoiling monohull so um, we've kind of been trying to chase chase the dream a little bit um, did like the world match racing tour and all those circuits that sort of Barker and Coots and everyone did to try and get into the America's Cup and Unfortunately for us, it's kind of just kept changing our direction. And at the moment, currently racing on the uh, hydrofoiling DC32, which is um, that a lot of the American Cup guys race on when they're not obviously building up towards the Cup campaign. Um, but yeah, trying to sort of see where it ends up, I think, in the next uh, few months, depending on who wins it, we'll try and get a bit more of a better idea as to how we can best try and line ourselves up to try and cross paths with it. So is it the future of sailing? Do you think it's not what I want to talk about, but it does interest me. It's my argument around about whether we go back to just your, your standard big old boats that chug along the water or you stick with these these foiling boats. Is it, is it really looking forward? This is where we're going? Um, I mean, in terms of uh, excitement, I think, yeah, it's pretty hard to turn back from that. Um, sailing's probably more marketable now uh, from a commercial standpoint than it's ever been. Um, obviously, the work that sort of Russell Coots and Larry Ellison did with all the technology and bringing the racing to the viewers with what you see now with the uh, 3D graphics and um, all that on TV, it is it is pretty marketable and a lot more exciting, easier for people to follow. Um, but in saying that, you know, you've still got the, I guess, traditional sailing purists that love the boat-on-boat match racing type situations, races that, you know, last an hour, hour and a half long. So... I mean, they've both got their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, I certainly enjoyed doing both of them. The excitement of the the hydrofoiling boats, the speed is something that, you know, you can't really compare to anything else. Um, but in saying that, the sort of tight-knitted match racing and the, the monohulls that you used to sort of get has its own uh, beauty as well. So it's, it's super hard to tell. A lot of it's just going to come down to who wins it. Um, you know, there's a lot of chat in the, in the works with, teams like American Magic and maybe the Italians that if they were to win it they'd probably try and go back to something more traditional but um, yeah whatever it is we, we're just trying to find ourselves up to sort of be there and give ourselves the best opportunity to get involved one way or another. Well Chris like you'd expect they've had to wildly shall I say re-rig the competition rejig the competition after what happened to American Magic over the weekend so slightly different uh, this weekend you want to run a rule over what we're actually going to be looking ahead to this weekend as far as the racing and the Prada Cup is concerned? Yeah well basically the obviously with only three teams in the Challenger Series you know the Prada Cup it was um, American Magic who was supposed to have the two races, uh, you know, the race course the racing uh, Luna Rossa Prada for rally team and uh, any senior K on the Saturday. So when you remove the um, American team out of the equation, then all of a sudden, um, you know, we've got a, a whole race day there that can't be used. So it makes sense to, to, to cancel out the Friday and have the other races on the Saturday, Sunday. 
Can you tell me the logic behind having these, these these ghost races where you basically just start and as soon as you've started, they fire a cannon and it's all over? Why not just give up full stop? What's the point in that charade? Yeah, well, I guess uh, technically no team's actually started the race until they crossed the start line. And so it's probably American Magic's team that is um, kind of enforcing the rules and trying to get everyone else to make sure they can get to the start line and start the race because if for whatever reason they, they can't, then... That's a that's a point that they, you know, originally on paper have to let go, but might not have to if something else happens. So there's that. But in saying that, there's also, you know, these guys have an opportunity to get out on the race course and sail around the marks and do everything. Obviously, it's, it's very new for them still. It's, it's something that they haven't been able to do for the last couple of years. So even just having the official race uh, directors out there with laying the course and all that, it's something that's um, going to be a benefit, even if you are just sailing around on your own. So to make this clear, are they actually going to be running the race by themselves or do they just hit the start line and then call it once they've crossed that start line? Uh, I mean, there's nothing official that's been announced yet, but what I would imagine is the if the teams are out there, they probably will sail the full race course on their own, just practising manoeuvres. Um, you know, what we saw on Sunday with the Americans um, gives a pretty good indication of how difficult some of the manoeuvres are, regardless of whether there's another boat in the picture or not. So, yeah, I would imagine that... Um, Things will probably try and use that time to sail around the course on their own and get a bit of practice in when they can. There's a lot on it for the two remaining yachts for um, for Prada and Enios. Uh, plainly, Prada can sneak up from behind and, and mug a position in the final from Enios. It's probably unlikely, but the way the event's been running so far, never say never, right? You'd be a brave man to predict anything. Yeah, I think what we saw over the Christmas sort of New Year's period is a, you know, Real good indicator of what these teams can do in the space of a couple of weeks. It's a it's a game of innovation, and what we sort of see at the start this was a couple of weeks ago in the World Series and the Christmas Regatta. Um, you know that was a sort of a, a heads up as to where everyone is with regards to their development and how the program's been going. But you know the competition doesn't stop there; it really just starts there. And so you know if you think about the length of the event, we're talking about a an America's Cup which starts in March. If you finish, you know, with your innovation at this point, then there's no way that you're going to be competitive come March. And so, you know, a lot of the decisions that they made in the build-up with the that was created and the hulls and the foil designs are one thing, but it's, it's the little things now, the details that are going to make the difference, you know, come come to match. And what we've seen is pretty close racing between three teams, the challenges. Um, and so closer that sort of series is, the, the better... Challenge is going to be set up to, to race the Kiwis in the America's Cup. So I'm expecting, uh, especially the Americans, um, if they can if they can get back on the water early next week or mid next week and get a couple of days in before the the knockout. And what we saw on Sunday before they capsized was that they were fast. So I certainly wouldn't be counting them out anytime soon. I'm led to believe from the inside that American Magic um, they are basically um, cannibalising their whole boat but they're ahead of schedule when it comes to rebuilding Patriot. Is that what you've gleaned as well, Chris? Yeah, so sort of the information that I've been given is that they expect to be launching on Wednesday next week. Um, was it a Prada Cup sort of uh, challenger sort of playoff start on, on the Friday? So if they can get a couple of days sailing in before um, the event sort of kicks off. That'll be a massive win. Um, obviously, they're not going to be there this weekend, so they're going to finish the the round robins with zero wins. 
Um, but from there, you know, effectively competition starts again. Other than the Brits, who they can win one race on the weekend, will get a free pass to the to the final. Um, which you're probably expecting to do, but in saying that again, you wouldn't you wouldn't rule out the Italians because if they can win two races on the weekend, then they'll beat the Brits on countback. So, I mean, this weekend will be exciting in that regard, especially if the Italians can win race one. Um, and then for the Americans, it's just a race against the clock to try and get the boat back out on the water as soon as possible. And yeah, like I said, on Sunday they were fast. So, I mean, providing that they can replace all the equipment with spares that they've probably already got, you expect them to be very competitive if they get back and go for it straight away. Yeah, Defiant will be even less than a shell. Look, I know that you're playing golf while you're joining us at the moment, so I'm sure that uh, some of your members are probably a little upset with so we'll let you go shortly. One last thing. What do you think... Um, Emirates Team New Zealand have made all this sitting in the sidelines because, of course, they can't do a great deal when it comes to racing. But as far as picking up their skirts and making great advances in what they can do, I'm sure they're as busy as the next guy. Yeah, they were out uh, toe testing earlier today, I believe, with one of their new foils. So it's one of the things that is a positive for for the Kiwi fans is they've got a full set of new foils. Um, they've been sort of keeping keeping under wraps, so to give some perspective, each team's allowed to build, I think, six foils each, and the Kiwis have managed to get to the stage only building four, so yeah, they've still got two foils to come, which will be a massive, massive uh, you'd expect to be a massive performance game. Um, but yeah, they'll be watching the racing with a close eye and trying to work out who they think is going to be the challenges. And um, one, of the, one of the interesting things about the Cup this time around is because it's such a big technology race, you know, these guys are out there and as soon as they see boats racing on the racetrack, they can put the hull shapes and all that sort of stuff with the simulators and sort of figure out where their boat stacks up against them. So it'll, uh, they'll have a close eye on it and they'll be figuring out where they're, where they're at regards to their competition. Fascinating stuff. Chris Steele, thanks very much for joining us on News Talk ZB. Looking forward to seeing your smiling face on the TV and reading what you write, live, sail and die. And we'll catch up again soon before the uh, regatta ends, I'm sure. Thanks for your time. Good night.